Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the show. When people drive you crazy or trigger you, do you attack? Do you hide and isolate? Or perhaps you're like me and you might tend to people please, perform, and try to make everyone happy and feel good. Whatever you do when difficult interactions happen, the Lord wants us to respond like Jesus in these situations. So how do we do this? In this podcast today, I'm going to be talking about shame shields and what we use with other people that creates this disconnection and how God designed us to be in connection with him and others in the midst of all situations. Last week, I talked about the armor and walls that we have. I shared three common forms of armor that we use when we're struggling with shame, perfectionism, foreboding joy, and numbing. I end this episode with really praying for us to move into a place of having an open heart and living the way God intends, being free, being open, completely ourself and vulnerable. This week steps deeper into this and how shame can show up with us interacting with other people and how God actually wants us to be connected instead of disconnected, even when there is a difficult situation. I want to thank you guys so much for those who have purchased my book, The Brave Encourager. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Many people see those in ministry, step out, write their book, try to make a name for themselves. And honestly, I have to tell you, I'd rather just stay cozy in my little pocket of the world with my mental health practice here in Minnesota. God wants us to step out, to write, to speak, volunteer, and be out there in the world speaking on his behalf. The book I wrote is about how we need to speak encouragement from an authentic and healed place in our heart and truly be able to change the world by pulling the gold instead of the dirt. I share real stories of encouragement. Here's a note from a review that I received on Amazon. Now all glory goes to God on this. I've always said that you can't give away something you don't already have. If you are in turmoil, you can't minister peace to others. If you are in unforgiveness, you can't minister love to others. Heidi's book, The Brave Encourager, will heal you from the inside out so you can be a blessing to others. If you want to purchase the book, please check it out on Amazon for print or Kindle version. I will also include the link in the episode details in the show notes. Again, I thank you so much for your support and purchasing the book and writing an Amazon review. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into the show. We welcome your presence into the homes of the listeners right now, into their cars, the gym, wherever they are listening, Lord. I pray for your grace for them to move beyond where they were before listening to this show. They can step into a place of really truly being vulnerable with you and with themselves. And I pray for your grace, for peace that surpasses all understanding, for the joy of the Lord, and your love to come pouring down on the listeners. And I pray, God, that you help me to speak exactly what it is that the listeners need to hear, and that they can let go of anything that I say that isn't helpful. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 
So I want to talk about the shields that we put up with other people. Like I said, last week I talked about the walls and the armor that we put up with other people because of hurt we've experienced, lies that, that have been spoken over us, and shame that we feel. And I get this information from Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. So a lot of what I take is from that. As we are starting to learn how to open up our heart and let people in, we learn to really be honest with the Lord and let God in so we can let people in. As we do this, though, we still might struggle with people. John 15 talks about that the dead branches are being taken away and we become more like him. We're abiding in his presence. So when this happens, we become healed in our soul So we still might not act the way that the Holy Spirit inside of us intends. So why is that? Why is it that, you know, we can get saved, but we don't respond in the way that the Lord intends, that our new creation is, that Jesus says who we are? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Isn't it that simple? It is finished. You know what Jesus says in John 19.30, it is finished? Well, honestly, it is that simple. We literally are a new creation, but we are made up of a body, a soul, and a spirit. So our spirit gets completely transformed and we are new. If we would die the next minute, we would go to heaven. Our eternal salvation is secure. But as we're operating in this world, we still have a soul. And that soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Once we get saved, our spirit is new, but our soul needs to get aligned with our spirit. This is why some people will say, I need to get my soul healed, or I need healing in my soul, because they literally need God to come in and align their soul with their spirit. And he will. You need to let him do the healing. And know what the enemy's tactics are to keep our soul in pain, to keep those walls up, to keep believing the lies. Some of what my podcast, The Strong Tower Mental Health, is revealing is what the enemy wants to keep secret, which is shame. When we get shame out, the Lord can start to do surgery on us and we transform. If we don't know what to give him, it's hard to do surgery on something that we have no idea needs healing. So you may be struggling with relationships and get frustrated with people in your life over and over and have no idea why. You desire to know the Lord more and desire to have more improved relationships and better communication, but if you don't know that hidden shame that you have that keeps you triggered and bothered by people, the Lord can't get inside you to heal your heart and do that surgery. I pray that you will be open to allow the Lord into this episode and into your heart. There are ways that we can deal with shame by disconnecting with pain and with people. The strategies of disconnection that Brene Brown talks about are moving away, moving towards, and moving against. So the first one, moving away. This is when we hide, we secret keep, we disappear in our own lives. We push people away. The next one is moving towards. This is people-pleasing or performing. The third one is moving against. We come out swinging and we attack. We use shame back to others and fight shame. We shame others. Let me give you a couple examples. Let's say you're a parent and another parent says to you, Oh, you're poor kids. You work so much all the time. You must be so tired and they just must miss you so much. Okay, could be a well-intentioned parent, but doesn't really leave you feeling so loved. There's a little bit of a hidden 
agenda there and you might come out swinging or you might move away or move towards. Let's say someone tells a pastor, the Lord told me that I need prayer from you today, right now. And depending on your mood, depending on what's happened before that, how are you going to respond? You might just respond with God's grace and say, okay, happy to pray for you. I don't know. It just depends. Are you triggered or are you not? Someone could say to you, I see so much in your life and the Lord has gifted you, but I also see some bad things happening. And if you don't donate to this XYZ ministry within the next two hours, I'm afraid those bad things will happen. I could go on and on about things that can literally kind of trigger us. We can get offended and we can get bothered about what people say. What I really appreciate about people like Brene Brown, about social workers and researchers and even psychologists that are doing this work is they can give us a foundation to go from. They actually show us things that we don't necessarily see, but then we need to go to the word of God to see what the Lord says. The shame shields that I just talked about are as dangerous as armor and not letting ourselves really be seen. So what can we do about this? First, recognize what you do do. Be honest. How do you respond when you get triggered from someone else? Do you move away, move towards, or move against? Know what your tendency is. For me, I really struggled with moving towards or people-pleasing. When I ran my business, I would people-please, and I would want people to be happy with the way that I was running the business. When things came crashing down on me, my marriage was suffering. The people I thought would be with me forever left and weren't happy with what I was doing. I thought, what did I do wrong? I gave them everything they wanted. Well, that was the problem. You can't run a business people-pleasing. You need to run a business communicating what the business needs, what you want. The right people will come and the wrong people will leave, and the people in the middle will either change or stay or leave, and that's okay. I had to really do some personal work to really be okay with people not being a fit and leaving my business. So my trigger was people not liking me or people leaving. I was believing a lie that I'm not liked and I'm not worthy. The reality is that people do like me and some people might not. But if I'm walking with my values and communicating what I need in a loving way, and I'm doing the right thing, it's okay. I don't need to worry if there are people that don't like what I choose. They get to feel like that. If it's not a fit for them, that's okay too. We need to be able to let go of things that we hold on tightly because of the sense of feeling of being in control. We are never in control. The Holy Spirit is. When we trust in Him, His fruit grows in our life. So here's some questions for you to help identify for you. What are your struggles when it comes to disconnection, when you get triggered? So the first one is, if you move away, who are you most likely to move away from? Is it your spouse, a sibling, a child, or perhaps a coworker? What are the specific triggers or situations that would prompt you to use the shield of moving away? I know for me, that when I say something vulnerable to my husband and he doesn't respond with validation, I actually will move away. I want to isolate. I want to hide. I start to believe that I'm not worthy. This is a lie that my mind can sometimes take on and the shield causes me to hide. I know the truth that I am worthy because of what Jesus did for me. And my husband might, maybe he's distracted in that moment and doesn't have focus on me, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't care. So what about moving towards or people-pleasing? Who are you most likely to people-please? 
What are the specific triggers or situations that would prompt you to use the shield of moving toward? Like I shared earlier, I have a tendency to not speak my truth and allow others' opinions to shape how I respond because I want them to like me. This essentially is the fear of man. Proverbs 29.25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. All right, so what about moving against or even attacking? What are the specific triggers or situations that would prompt you to use the shield of moving against? If I sense that there is an injustice going on, I can at times move against something, and I become really intense. If I move away from the Lord being over my heart and covering me, I actually allow my emotions take over and I attack. See, it's, it's okay for us to speak up. The Lord doesn't want us to be silent. But if we move away from his covering of peace and we start to get aggressive with our tone, with our language, we're not actually covered by his presence or the anointing. We're just in a fleshy passion of emotions. That's not necessarily a bad thing. The Lord can actually use that, and he does. We just have to be careful when and where this shows up because it actually can cause more harm at other times. So what can we do about getting triggered and respond the way that God desires? Well, Brene Brown shares some shame resilience questions and skills for us to be able to identify. And I've talked about a couple of them with you. One is, what triggered it and why was I in it? So where's the root? Yep, for me, I was explaining I was people-pleasing. I had a lie that I wasn't good enough and people didn't like me. What's yours? What's your root? I had to kind of get at what my heart desired. When you identify the root, identify the trigger, you can identify the lie that you need to break and you can declare the truth. So what lie are you believing that brought the trigger about? When you can identify that, you can really just identify it and say, I break the lie that whatever it is. You can say, I break the lie that I am unworthy in the name of Jesus. I break the lie that people don't like me in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, break in the name of Jesus and then declare the truth. So the next thing is you want to share it with someone who's earned the right to hear your story. A trusted, wise person. Open up, share your heart, get some prayer. Make sure it's not from someone who will just tell you what you want to hear and will people please. Someone that you know will actually give you some real godly wisdom. And the next thing is you want to speak out the shame. I feel like essentially you're doing that when you break the lies, but sometimes it might still be there. There might be some emotions that you have around it. And so you want to really speak out what the enemy wants you to keep secret. For some of you, you might have some hidden trauma or some things from your past that you're still really struggling with, like maybe it's something from your childhood that as I'm talking, it's starting to bubble up for you. It's important to get that out and not keep that in. You can talk to a counselor about this or a minister. You can even journal. One of the things that I've done is journaling and actually get a response from the Lord as you journal. As we do this, we do these shame resilient skills. We identify what the root is. We identify why we're getting triggered. Talk to someone else. Speak out the shame. This is how we can move to more compassion and more empathy towards others. It's how the Lord can come in. He's Now there's an opening for him to come in and do the surgery on our heart. And we start to move towards alignment with what the Holy Spirit says about us. And our soul starts moving towards our spirit. 
We then don't say something hurtful or malicious that we'd later regret and that would move out of our authenticity and who we truly are, who God designed us to be. It's great to have passion. It's great to speak up. But when we do it out of fear or out of anger, that's not God. Also, this is where the spirit of offense can take over. If we get offended because of something someone said, really, what's that about? Perhaps it's really the other person struggling with something personal and they were not being skillful with their words. What does the Lord say about that? We need to love and forgive them. Give people grace. If they keep doing it, then we need to have a healthy boundary. But if they're a loved one we know and see often, and they're actually usually pretty kind, we need to let it go. Perhaps it's a stranger that really needs a dose of heaven and they've never really experienced it. What if we respond the way that Jesus would, with love and compassion? If someone is indeed being nasty to us and we respond with compassion and love, what do you think that does? Bill Johnson has talked about this and he says that when we respond that way with love and compassion, this is how we are sons and daughters of Christ. This is how Jesus is revealed to the world. It's a demonstration of your conversion, of your salvation. It's an unveiling to the world. So when we do what is unnatural to the world, but natural to the kingdom of God, Jesus reveals us to the world as his very own. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving to one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So let me pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the opening of our heart to really be able to truly be authentic because us being authentic reveals the Jesus in each one of us that we can step out and be sons and daughters of Christ. It's our identity, the way that you designed us to be. So I thank you, Lord, for each one of these listeners as their heart is being healed the triggers that they have with other people in their life are being healed. So whether it's a spouse, a parent, a child, a boss or a coworker, or even someone that they do ministry work with, that that trigger, that normally they get bothered by them, will go away. That you will heal that trigger. And the shame that they had about that they're not good enough or worthy enough or smart enough or whatever that is, Lord, that we just break all those lies and we declare the truth over each one of the listeners. I declare the truth that you are an amazing son or daughter. You are chosen. You are worthy. You are healed. You are whole. There's nothing that's hidden in you. The way you respond when an old trigger happens is now going to be with peace, with love, and compassion. You are a compassionate and empathetic person. You walk around as a vessel of the kingdom of God. You bring light into the darkness. You are full of peace. You are full of joy. And you are full of love, ready to give at a moment's notice, no matter how anybody around you acts, talks, responds, communicates, you will respond way that Jesus intends. We thank you, Lord, for your grace over the listeners, 
And I pray blessings on your family, on your work, on your mind, on your soul, and your week. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.